And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards, and we have Miss E back with us tonight. Miss E. Well, actually, no, my name is not Miss E. No, but it is here. It's here. On the farm. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Do we talk about what we have? What happened? I talked about what happened. Yeah, on the last podcast. Okay. Uh, And I know that uh, folks are, uh, you know, they're writing in and they're they're giving you words of encouragement. Um, And we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but. Do want to let people know that uh, we are making progress. We've got some. You well, we know. have appointments. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow I go up to the uh, Emily Couric Clinical Cancer Center, and uh, we have an, a, a consult with them. Um, UVA is one of the top ten places for this kind of stuff, so um, it comes highly recommended. And then on May second, I have an appointment with a doctor who comes highly recommended through another source that we you met. Um, and he's affiliated not only with UVA, but what Johns Hopkins and mm-hmm. George and Georgetown, Georgetown. Yeah. So, and hopefully between, we'll have connections to, you know, uh, colleagues at, you know, even other places, uh, like Sloan Kettering and, and elsewhere. So, you know, right now we're trying to find the, the good news is, is that, um, non-small cell lung cancer, it has a lot of research being done. So it's a matter of trying to find the right trial and the best fit yeah. for, Missy right now. So we're in the process. Things are are going along. And I do want to thank everybody who reached out and, and you know, had advice and, uh, you know, had uh, names for us to look at and, and places for us to look at. It was uh, it was greatly appreciated. So yeah. thank you. So we'll keep you posted, but that we were not going to work actually know anything probably for a while yet. Yeah. And like my oncologist originally said at, when he let us know the bad news is that it could take a while for this to get started. Right. The good news is, is these are pretty slow growing. Yeah, exactly. So, so whoop, sorry about that. And and eight of the ten have grown, but two of them got a little bit smaller. Yes. I know it's about to fall off. Okay, the edge I just here. wanted to make sure they didn't I know. do that. Okay. <laughs> Mike Stand was Mike perching Stand precariously yes. close to the edge of the table. So, so in the meantime, uh, it's been a beautiful spring after a really, really wet winter. Well, it's been wet spring too. It's, yeah, but not it's been as the not as year ever. Not as wet as the winter was. No. We've actually had some you know dry ground for a little while, which has been nice, but. Uh, things are are kind of humming along. Uh, the peppers were kind of off to a delayed start but we now have probably six or seven types of peppers that have sprouted right of the what 17 types that we germinated yeah. but we were also i mean to be honest like some of those seeds have been saving for say, years we're, we're, and years and years so we were sort of stingy yeah we yeah. were very very seed stingy so we were trying to see if they would germinate so some of them did so yay um but the tomatoes we have every single type of tomato that i planted is growing and then over the weekend we put in two types of cucumbers And then I put in some basil seeds and some uh, peppermint seeds in flower pots that go down the stairs. Mm -hmm. So it'll be nice because it's small, manageable, but still, you know, something pretty and green on the front porch. Yeah. And the uh, the beets are coming up. I probably need to go ahead and start. I've tried to thin out, you know, a little bit here and there because the beets, they grow in clusters. So when they're pretty small, you still want to kind of thin them out so that uh, they've got room to grow. And I need to go back and do another round of that. 
And the carrots, I've got two beds of carrots that uh, have both sprouted, but they they haven't done much once they've sprouted. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that I well, haven't they're, seen... They're root vegetables, so there's going to be more activity going on underground. I, I guess, but I'm still waiting for that. You know, with the carrots, you get that second set of leaves that sort of makes it look like parsley. Yeah. Right? There's that first yep. that's just the first thin that leaves. That you can't tell what the heck they are because they look right. like every other kind of plant. And actually, they look like grass. Yeah, they do look like just little grasses. And I'm waiting for that parsley to pop. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet. I get uh, it. The tomatoes, though, are doing like, I mean, they're growing like gangbusters in yeah. the greenhouse. It's We're going to have to start pulling out because we had put like two or three seeds in each peat pot. To see which one would do better, yeah, and, and some of them, and everybody's pretty well. doing pretty good. So I'm like, I'm okay, gonna start pulling these out, and, and also um, backfilling them. And what I mean by that is like, so I use, I don't know how, I guess they're like three inch tall peat pots. Mm-hmm. I bought them from a garden supply center. I got thirteen hundred of them. <laughs> but the good news is, is you keep them dry. It's it's a peat pot. It's right. not gonna expire. Yeah. So we, I just keep reaching into my box so this is like what the year three, three of, or, yeah. Yeah, of peat pots yeah anyway and then this year we um and I, and I showed it on instagram and i think i on um facebook so i had these um basket shelf things like um to, to hold the plants yeah but like the, plastic um trays yeah plastic trays but they yeah. were all open and right. the problem is if you put the peat pots in a plastic tray that's a lot open, then peat pots dehydrate quick and then there's nothing to hold the moisture in. So this year I took one of those trays, I lined it with the landscape plastic and I put another tray inside of it. Mm-hmm. So now it's keeping the it's keeping some water in so I can bottom water the tomatoes as well as top water them. Yeah. Which means I can leave a little water on the bottom and the peat pots are just going to absorb it up. Right. So they've been doing really well with that. But yeah, I think the the pepper seed problem is just a old problem yeah and i just wonder too if the peppers we just have not had a great deal of luck growing peppers in the greenhouse which is weird because they like the heat they like the heat but they've done better when we've started them in the house i know they did i don't i don't understand maybe it's too much heat maybe they're just getting too much well they got a little too watery too because we we over water they don't want as much water okay. as a tomato does okay so when you water the tomatoes you don't necessarily have to water the peppers okay and so i uh, i don't know i'm still figuring all this crap out <laughs> that's wow. why when you said well, you're a you're a farmer i'm like no i'm not you said no well you're a home sir no, I'm barely that either. But I'm 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 very self sufficient. You're and that's, a student that's, of the farm. I'm a I'm a farm student. Yes, <laughs> I will be learning until I die. Apparently, but that's how it works, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about your brain, anyway. You just could copy. You keep learning until you die, and it keeps your brain healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you're practicing your piano and you're taking your piano lessons, and yep. You know, doing. All I am having so stuff. much fun. Oh, speaking of piano. Yes. So. I am taking the piano lessons, but it was only 12 weeks of lessons. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I missed three because of weather and I didn't feel good. So right. I didn't really get a lot of lessons. Um, I had a great time. I'm not going to complain about the actual lesson, but I was just like, what's going to motivate me after? Because this makes me go to a lesson every week. Yeah. And it makes me have to practice so I don't look like a complete and total buffoon right. at my lesson mm-hmm. every week. And I found this app and it's called Simply Piano. And I downloaded it for the iPad. And it's kind of a, ooh, take me, give me one of those like hooks and then they gotcha. Okay. But it's a good hook. They So you download it and it's free mm-hmm. at with, first. With in-app purchases. In-app purchases, right? right? But it 
it really does. It teaches you first. It teaches you the first um, the first five notes on uh, from middle C. Okay. So you go C D E F G. Uh-huh. So you learn those. Okay. The different lessons, but they have the lessons. They have the practice. They have practice songs. When you don't do well, it listens to you. Uh huh. So it'll stop. It'll make you start over again, and then so if you if you want to get past learning five notes right on the one hand yeah you have to pay for a subscription okay and, and it's not a bad deal for a whole year it's less than the piano lessons i paid for okay and it comes with i unlock songs real songs like mm. I, I unlocked we are the champions by queen <laughs> i've got cool a, couple, a couple something else i was playing um and it's I actually sat down, and, and usually when I go, just go through my book and my the music from the class, mm-hmm. I, I'm probably paying attention for like 20 minutes, and then I'm like, huh, I'm finished. Okay. I sat down with this app. I played for an hour and a half. Wow. Because I just got caught up in going through the different lessons, and it's practice, and it's, you know, it really teaches you how to read the music, too, and the key, and how to do the timing and everything, so... I'm going to give... They're not paying me for this, by the way. I was going to say, you're welcome, Simply Piano app. You're welcome, Simply Piano app. But if (laughs) anybody wants to learn how to play the piano, you can do it on iPhone. It's just a tinier screen. But I just put it on the iPad because it made the most sense. Uh But it's it's worth it. Especially if you don't want to do lessons. Because this is like having a piano teacher. Well, and if if Simply Piano wants to, you know, sponsor us... Just send us an email, 40acrefool at, at gmail.com, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. But that's really cool, and I'm glad that you're excited about it. I'm glad that you yeah. found something that's going to keep you I need to find Simply Mandolin and, and now. <laughs> simply Ukulele. Yeah, right. Actually, that. Simply Accordion. We've got a lot of instruments that we don't know how to play. We do, but we like musical instruments, so we it doesn't do. matter. We have, like... Harmonicas in four keys. I, I know. Think. We well, I them. used to be able to play the harmonica, but not not so much anymore. And I've got I fake my little it. I know melodica how to fake it. upstairs. That we got a melodica. We picked days. up a, a small accordion at an Amish musical family yard sale. Yeah, I just have like this this vision one day of you know we invite people over and they they say like, oh. You, you have, have a mandolin. Oh, you have an accordion. All of a sudden, there's like this bluegrass jam session that breaks out in our living room because everybody's like really awesome and we just get amazed by it. Because we have what? In the living room, we have like the mandolin, the accordion. At least one guitar. Two, I think two guitars. And there's probably a, a there's a big size guitar and there's a junior size guitar. And somewhere in the house is at least one ukulele. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's a bass guitar and an amp. Upstairs, something like that. Yeah, yeah we have so, lots yeah. of musical instruments in this house. Maybe I'll look for oh, simply ukulele. And somewhere there's a sax, uh, there's a, a a trumpet. Somewhere, somewhere there's a trumpet. <laughs> yes, ghosts of band days past mm-hmm. there, right? Uh, well, good. Well, that was kid too. He played the trumpet, and he actually played all through school. And he got to where he was competing, and he was getting. I don't remember whether it's ones or threes, but he was getting the top rating when he was competing. He was a pretty good trumpet player. He was. Well, you know, there's some musicianship that runs through uh, your side of the family in particular. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, especially for them, for the oldest two, because their dad was a musician. My father plays the guitar. My uncle played the bass. My aunt played the guitar. My mother took piano lessons and played the bass and played the accordion when she was a kid. Um, I played the cello and the classical guitar, and I was... I'm was trying to teach myself to play the mandolin and now I'm learning how to play the piano and I used to sing in choir forever mm. including up in college so right. yeah we're very musical I just played piano took piano lessons long enough to figure out how to read sheet music 
Mm. And then decided at like 13 that I was going to be a rock star and I was going to write my own songs. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I can play the melodica a little bit, which is kind of like, um, it's a hooter. If you remember the 80s band, the Hooters. Yeah, you, it's like a blow-in keyboard kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird it's a, instrument. It's a wind-powered keyboard. But if you hear that, I can't say it because we'll get in trouble because of copyright infringements, but if you heard that that one song... is And very, we danced is yeah. what it is, yeah, yeah. by the Hooters. Um, so we have a melodica, and I can play the melodica, and uh, and then I sang a little bit. So that was... Well, you were the lead singer of your band. I was the lead singer. You were the only of the singer band. of the band, yes. but there was only the four of you. Right, exactly. So, but you were the singer-songwriter, right? I was, yeah, I was the singer-lyricist. I was, okay, you wrote the lyrics. Our, our guitarist and our bassist wrote uh, the music. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Because they were really good at that. They really were, yeah. It was fun. Now the bassist is a playwright and has is also has screenwriting credits to his name that's very cool i know it's really cool watching him and he still got crazy long hair and his <laughs> wife is still a wiccan she throws pictures up every day of runes and gives you your fortune that i follow i'm like they're i'm awesome her there and not surprisingly their daughter's like a photography student in college so okay yeah <laughs> So speaking of the Hooters, here's a random question for you. <laughs> Don't give me that look. It's not one of those questions. The, the Hooters, anyway, versus Hooters. V- versus Hooters. <laughs> Never eating there ever again. You guys know the story. And if you don't know the story, it's on a podcast somewhere. It's somewhere. It's, I, I think, our last Christmas uh, It was around podcast. Christmas, yes. yeah. So, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, speaking of the Hooters. The Hooters. When I was probably 11... No, because I saw it by myself, so I was probably 12. I, was, I wasn't going to concerts by myself at 11, but I was at 12. I saw, Really? Because I thought yes. you were going to the movies by yourself when you were like six. No. You'd ride your bike, with, go to the movies, and no, then I go to... No, I ride my bike to the movies. Friendly's oh, when I, was like, when I was like eight, eight, yeah, and we lived in New Jersey. Yeah, they would I let you... I to go see Airplane 2, which was the uh, in Tootsie. Uh, which was we had a Tootsie. We had a, yeah, we had a, a twin. Yeah, cinema, yeah. We and had, Tootsie was playing like I swear to God more than half the year and a half that I lived there. In New we Jersey. had Fox Theater, and they've closed it, but that was the best theater okay. on the planet. But, but then when was, I moved, it back, was a twin. When I moved back to Oklahoma, I was the, the movies were too far away. But by the time I was twelve, my mom was dropping me off at concerts, and I was going to concerts by myself. And so yeah, we've, one of the, we've had right exactly. His so, parents were really into that whole free range parenting thing. So one of the concerts <laughs> that I saw, one of the first ones that I went to go see by myself, was Lover Boy. With, the headband guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working for the weekend, and yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Lover one Boy song. with uh, the Hooters opening up. For oh Lover wow, Boy, right? okay. And it was a pretty good concert. But I, so I, I would I would ask you. What 80s band, you don't have to have seen them in the 80s, but what 80s band would you most want to see today? You can't go back in time. You gotta, but you could reunite a band. I wouldn't want to see any. I wouldn't want to see any '80s band get back together again. Now it's like thirty something years ago. Well, yeah, come on, you gotta play. You gotta play. They're saying no. No, they're all too old, and it's like watching a <laughs> bunch of geriatric people. It's like, no, no. They're, no, they're not 80s band. that much older than you are. No, because they had to be, you know, in the 80s. In 85, I was 20. Right. 
So the band people at that time were... It would have been like 26, 27. They're not like it would have all been like 40. We're not talking about all like... Ari so now we're talking about 60 years old. Like AARP has been now sending them <laughs> shit for years because they've been sending me stuff for a long time and I'm not even old enough to retire. So now I actually would want to see any 80s band get back together again. Okay, well, that's not a fun question. Well, I never liked the 80s music. You sure I you did, did in the 80s. You just didn't like like the Duran Duran type stuff. You liked, you know... Van Halen and okay, I was listening. Stuff. I was listening to Van Halen, but I was also listening to um, Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Okay, well, what? Well, what seventies band wouldn't be a good question either? Because you'd say that they're all too old. Led Zeppelin, but they're all have them are dead. Just one of them. Or, okay, yeah, that's true. That's the reason I did not see Led Zeppelin in concert. By the way, yeah, I had tickets. My dad actually bought me tickets for the show that they were coming into Philly. Uh huh. And then that drummer died. Oh. I was like, really? Really? You had to do that? This was the only time I was ever going to see that you had to go ahead and choke to death on a sandwich How or something? How selfish of him. He was so selfish to die of a drug overdose. Deny you the ability <sighs> to go see them in concert. I know. So I never did get to see them in concert. So then. All right. Well, if we're not going to have a fun conversation about uh, 80s bands, then let's talk about the uh, not-so-fun conversation of our crumbling kitchen wall. So, yeah, um, we had to get a new stove recently, and uh, yay for the Sears Appliance Outlet. Woohoo! Um, but in removing the old stove, I was down there washing the floor and walls because, you know, that's what you do before mm-hmm. we, you put it in something. You take an appliance out, you clean up. And I noticed that the, 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 the molding on, on the one underneath the window kind of looked wonky. It just looked wonky. Janky, as one of my friends would say. Mm -hmm. And I went to put my foot to push, and my foot went through that drywall. And then my foot went through. It went. Then I was like so surprised because I was. I just went to push. My (laughs) foot went down, and my foot broke. The molding. The molding, because it is completely and utterly rotten down there. It is so rotten that the one contractor that we had come by yesterday to give us an estimate reached in to the wall cavity and pulled out a section of, of stud. Beam. Yeah. Now, the only good thing about this is that it's one story. It seems to be only under the window that... Mm, don't say it. I know we've already had one edit we got to make. Dang <laughs> Barry did. I'm pretty sure this is all Barry's doing. And Instagram people who follow me, we all know how Barry is. Mm. Like, they've seen me complain about Barry. Um, but yeah, so the window is was installed incorrectly because the sill is tilting in versus out, and the so water is, water is running in. And not only is it running in because it's not even t- correct because of the the percentage of where it's supposed to be leaning. If you look at the outside, the window is not is it's like it's like a little it's like big. they bought a window for a two by six wall and the wall is two by four, so it's a little too thick. And in some places, you can actually see down inside the siding. So if water was hitting that wall and going around the casing, it was going down in there. Yeah. And it's been doing that since they replaced the windows. Which... And we've had the house for six and a half years. Yeah. They bought the house in 1997, and I don't know when. So between 97 and 2012, they put replacement windows in. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, and it's been screwed did up. badly. Yep. And what's worse is it it's, doesn't look like something a homeowner's insurance is going to cover. No, because it's gradual 
damage. It's not. Yeah, but it's nothing damage. that in the, the inspection could have found. We could. We would have never known. Like this is one of those things that had I known the walls were gonna rot. I don't work for the insurance company. Ugh, I just tell you I know, how the policies I know. work. So the only good thing is, is like, so it's a one-story house, and it's sitting on a fieldstone foundation. Mm-hmm. So even if the sills rotted, the just that part of the wall needs to be replaced. Yeah, and we'll get the window reinstalled correctly. Yeah, but it is fascinating to me that you know this house started out as a log cabin in 1781. And honestly, the only real problems that we've had with our house have been in the, the parts of the house the that have been touched. put in since the 1970s, right? Barry touched it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, truly, it's, it's all the, it's all the new like stuff. like the plumbing that you know, got put in in the downstairs bathroom, because our house didn't have indoor plumbing until... 72, 1972. 1972 yeah, and so we, we had an issue with the downstairs bathroom and again, a leaky toilet and more rot. And then this wall. Oh, yeah, because we had the, that was the the wall, the toilet that was leaking into the wall yep. because it wasn't the tank. It wasn't the to- it wasn't the bowl. It was the tank. Yeah. And then we didn't realize how bad it was. We got, we just put a new toilet in. And then years later, we're like, well, that's. Why is the floor all why spongy? Why is the floor all and- squished? Yeah. Yep. Rotted boards. Yeah. The water. It, we so this is the downside of having this kind of a so what happened was is the underside of our house has that spray foam insulation mm-hmm. and right underneath them where the bathroom no exception so what happened was is the water came down from the toilet and just and collecting stayed yeah damp because it couldn't get dry right. because the spray foam insulation was insulating it from the bottom yep so so between that and now the uh, the the window rotted kitchen window wall yep water damage has been the bane of our uh, homeownership existence so if you have a uh, homeowner horror story or a home repair horror story oh share it it's fun please please, please share do. it with us because it's nice to <laughs> not we're not gonna laugh at your expense but it's nice to see someone else we'll has share it. in your pain yeah we'll share your that? pain we'll put it that way 40 acrefool at gmail.com is the email address and uh on instagram you can follow miss e at corny goat farm i am on twitter at cam edwards and uh, I've heard a lot of you know nice comments about our first interview a couple of weeks ago with Hope Fleck. Um, if you have any ideas, I've got some ideas for other people I want to talk to. But if you have any ideas for who you would like to hear uh, a phone interview with here on uh, on uh, Forty Acres and a Fool, Elmo. oh my gosh, Elmo! Maybe you could interview Elmo. Big Bird, he's hmm. retired. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I couldn't. You couldn't do it. No, I don't. I don't know if the Muppets would uh, would come on. I was thinking more of like. I love the Muppets. I know you do. Did I tell you Mr. Griscom used to give us extra credit questions that dealt with the Muppet Show when I was in the seventh grade on a science test? I did know that. Yes, because the Muppet Show would come on every Sunday night, I believe. It's, or I don't remember what night of the week it was, but I just remember we'd get extra credit questions. And somehow he'd managed to match up. You know when you had the terms and the definitions and you had to write down whether, okay, this is the word and it matches to the D explanation or the A explanation. So you put the letter in front. Mm-hmm. He would actually take the time to spell out a Muppet name. <laughs> so if you got a word, you know, if you got something right. that was like, you knew you got all the answers correct, too. Uh, okay. He was That's a weird cute. little genius. Yeah. He was a good well, teacher. Hey, you remember him all these years later. Seventh grade science. My seventh grade science teacher was Ms. Pierce. And she belonged to the Society for Creative Anachronism. Shh. And wow. She was, she okay. She was a female knight. 
and um, Bran of Tarth. Exactly, right? And she had this long blonde hair that she had like in a little tiny braid, and she was a total science nerd, and she was cool. And uh, and there was a medieval fair in the town that I went to school in in Oklahoma every spring. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and, uh, the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, the Renaissance. I think fair. we went once. We went. We went a couple of times, and it was it was it was it was huge. I mean, yeah, it was really it was huge. big. There was a lot of people there, and so um, I was her page. There were like four of us. She robed. She robed all of the seventh graders who were little science nerds as well. Who wanted to hang out with Miss Pierce on a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we got to dress up as her pages, oh, and we got to... I didn't know this story. Yes. That's fun. So, yes, I I never got to a, be his page. It was a green tunic with a, a yellow belt. I remember this, and I got to wear jeans. Uh, and yeah, so that I was I wasn't my, very creatively that was anachronistic, my grade but science okay. teacher. She also took us on a field trip to Lawton, Oklahoma, in the uh, Washita Wildlife Refuge, Wichita Wildlife Refuge. Yeah, I was going to say Wichita. Uh, where they have the longhorn cattle roaming oh, wild, okay. and they have buffalo... And they also have tarantulas, and uh, we went camping there. And uh, I remember one of the girls had, like flipped out about something, like just had a major freak out about something. Like it did not, it wasn't a great camping trip. I remember oh. that. I do remember going for like a moonlight hike and uh, and running into longhorn cattle in the dark. That was kind of scary as well. But uh, she was a cool science teacher. That's funny, longhorn cattle, because we there's actually a ranch in Virginia in yeah, between not far from us. where we live in, and uh, Charlottesville. Up, up near Charlottesville that have longhorn cattle. And I we, we, we drove past once and was like, really? Seems yeah. so strange to have them here. But then again, it's like having highland cattle here too. It's too hot and humid for a highland cattle. That's just mean. In the uh, in the summer, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Poor I things. Know. I mean, they're from Scotland. Right. So maybe if they're up in Maine or something. Yeah, it'd be better. Yeah. But I know there's a North Carolina farm. But I'm just like, why? They're more about cows as pets, though. They are super duper adorable. They are so cute. They're like furry teddy bear cows. Yeah, they really are. Speaking of adorable animals, um, so we have not had any more goats since our last podcast. We still have the four little ones. Uh, we've got two girls who are going mean, to blow every day. I'm just amazed when I go out and walk the dogs in the morning. I was so sure. And they sure. haven't given birth. I, I mean, was so sure Franny was going to give birth the other day because her... Back end was really distended. Yeah. And, uh, okay, vulva. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad word. And if you're, a, if you're an animal person, you got to use the right terms. So she, her vulva was so extended that I was like, oh, tonight's the night. This was four <laughs> nights ago, people. It's like she's holding on to these babies just to be a whatever. It's nuts. But she's huge, yeah. and Fern is also uh, like huge. she's like a double wide, which is funny because both of these girls, the last time they threw, they only had one each. They're gonna have at least two. Uh, I, I think they're looking. I at think triplets. they're looking like. I think we're looking at triplets or quads at least. Hopefully not quads. I don't know how they can do it. They only have two teats. Because Franny, everybody has to take turns milking or eating with fr- freckles as it is. Because she's got the three. Yeah. And thankfully, Toffee's... Toffee, um, so I don't know if you told anybody about this, but um, Toffee had ended up with mastitis. And the vet came out and had to give her a pretty powerful antibiotic. So she's not going to be on the milking stand for us. And she had two girls, but the one was acting janky. It was okay the first day, but 
The next day you went out and she was just kind of, you thought she was dead lying in the grass. We brought her in the house and she wouldn't suck. So I kept, I intubated her. I tube fed her. I jury rigged a piece of um, tubing, plastic, clear plastic tubing in a syringe that I took from one of my, my kids' science projects. Um, but when the vet got out here and I was looking at her, her eyes, she was having weird eye issues and she was really, really floppy. Turned out she ended up brain damaged. So we had to put her down, which was sad. Um, but you have to make difficult decisions sometimes when you're a farmer, because it's not like anybody wants a brain damaged dairy goat. No, that's, uh, and again, I mean, it's, it's kind of, she couldn't eat. Right. It's cruel at that point. You know, I mean, it really is to keep them alive. And, and we, Made sure that for the very short time that she was here, she got lots of love and attention. Yeah, that day. she was in the house. So. She got lots of warm hugs and love, and like I said, the feeding and the pets and the you know the oh you're going to be good, you're going to be good. But the reality struck when the vet showed up, and he was looking at her kind of the same way I did, and he he it was it was nice. He's he's um he's not our normal vet uh, because this is like a. F- farm vet on the hoof so to speak they travel so they don't have an office they always come to you and i knew i needed my vet to to get here and my vet doesn't usually travel every day because he's got to have office hours so i thought i thought the the port the the you know the portable service would be here faster but he got stuck um doing a whole cattle herd immunization sort of vaccination session and the people who were supposed to be on the farm didn't show up to do their part so he and his people had to do a lot of extra work so but he was he's super sweet he's awesome Mm -hmm. he was here in january when we had the problem with chico yeah and he diagnosed it right away i knew i talked about it on the show last week actually a little bit how i think both these uh uh, vets that we have used like I want to do a reality show with these vets because they're, they're both awesome. so cool. <laughs> it would be. It would be really cool to follow. Like, uh, I know. Dr. I L. I mean, the, look, there, the, are like, I, there are like eight different you know, farm vet shows on TV right now. I know. So there the are. The market's a little saturated. It but is. These guys are really awesome. They are. And and the fact that you know, they can come out and have a look. And I kind of like supporting my port-a-vet. I'm going to call him that. Mm-hmm. Versus the station. Mobile vet. Mobile vet. Um, because he's also a, a veteran. Yeah, yeah, he so, was army, army, uh, I believe for yep. uh, more than a decade. So. so yeah, yeah, really, really, and I've not had the opportunity to actually meet him in person because I've been gone both these times. But, but I, he's awesome. Was the one who found him online. Yeah, and, you and, found uh, him. I called him. I've been dealing with him. But it seems like uh, he's got a really cool staff. So one of these times, and then the last here. time he was here, not only does he have a cool staff, but the last time he was he was here, he had a homeschool student who's a senior in her homeschool year and she wants to go into veterinary science so she's interning with him i see i love that yeah i'd love it too because i'm a homeschooler right so that's really cool so i believe we've got a a couple of emails uh to get to here before we start to wrap up this edition okay Lovely little sound effect there of the uh, glass tinkling as I was getting my email set up. All right, so first email here from uh, Jason writing in, who says a big hello from Grafton, Ohio. Longtime fan of Cam and Company and have been following the 40 Acre Fool podcast since the beginning. 
Jason, it's good to finally Thank hear you. from you, sir. Hope we get to uh, see you in Indianapolis, Indiana, which isn't too terribly far from Grafton, Ohio, for the NRA annual meetings here in a few days. Uh, about two years ago, Jason said we bought our dream home on 10 acres out in the country. We finally got out of the burbs and could not be happier. Blueberries, apples, grapes, asparagus, raspberries, and walnuts keep us busy enough. I've dreamed of someday having some farm critters, but we both work and have two very active kiddos that keep us all too busy with their after-school activities. Oh, yeah. Maybe when the kids are a bit older, I guess. And, and yeah, I, I think so. And yeah. also, uh, but you're right. When the kids are, you know, running around and doing everything, like, you've got to have time to commit to spending time in the garden, unfortunately. Uh, and, you know, it's kind Yeah, of but you know what? You can still have chickens. You can. Yeah, chickens are pretty easy, too. Because if you just, you know, have a couple chickens, as long as they have a place to go at night, let them run around during the day. You have 10 acres. Yeah. You get eggs all the time. Exactly. Right. We have 10 hens, and we get eight eggs a day. Yep. I gave away two 18-count. Yeah, 18 counts. uh, uh, 18-count baskets of eggs today. And we still have eggs. Here. Do you need a second? No. I got it. Okay. All right, you good? Okay, yep. you're good. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, all right, so Jason says uh, the podcast is very educational. It is, I know, right? It, it has really given me a lot of insight as to the do's and don'ts with a lot of the animals, uh, albeit at your expense. Uh, but the podcast has answered so many questions I've had about raising chickens, goats, bacon seeds, to now include the bees. From recipes to book reviews, throwing your love of history and guns, I always find myself anxiously awaiting the next download. Oh, that's so sweet. It is, sir. Very I sweet. I don't even know why people listen half the time but that's awesome thank you so much i'm glad you're doing it it's because of you half the time no it's not i'm boring uh what no you're not you're anything but boring uh you've kept me endlessly entertained over 22 years jay says um, where's that uh, after listening to the last episode, I felt the need to reach out. My family's all too familiar with this horrible disease from family members that have battled it to my wife having worked in cancer research for over a decade. Wow. I received so much enjoyment from you two that I wanted you both to know you've touched another family by taking the time to share your knowledge and experiences through this podcast. You are in our thoughts and prayers. Stay strong, keep the calories up, and don't stop fighting. I'm, I have no choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to live till I'm 116, so. Exactly. Exactly. And we are keeping calories up because we had a marvelous Easter brunch with the traditional Siddic, right? Yeah. And ham and bunnies. Siddic ham and bunnies. So not real bunnies, but not the real way. bunnies. We don't eat bunnies. We don't we do not condone the giving of bunnies or chicks or ducklings as presents at Easter either, because A, it's stupid. B, children lose attention. And three, they're all food. So why would you give your kids f- baby food? Right? Yeah. Baby food. Mm -hmm. See what I did there? Yes, I do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kali writing in, uh, not the uh, Indian goddess of wrath. I don't think. Oh, well, that'd be kind of cool if she rose. Right? But, okay, well, whatever. Go! Kali says, I'm a fairly new listener, but I've been binging old episodes. I just wanted to reach out and say that I'm praying for you, Missy. You are one tough woman. I know you're a Philly area girl, too. I'm out in the burbs, but Philadelphians don't give up. You are strong and you are an inspiration. Any woman who can cook up amazing meals for her family and tend to her flock while going through chemo is cut from a different cloth. Don't let the news you just got get you down. I have faith that you will come out of this and never look back. God bless your family. Know that there are lots of us listeners out here praying hard for you. Happy Easter from Kali, wannabe farmer. Thank you, Kali. That was awesome. That I'm going to cry, but I'm going to keep going forward. So y'all need to quit making me smile cry. That's not cool. <laughs> uh, Dano in Arizona also writing in with some very kind words. Uh, then uh, Chris 
writing in as well. It says, I don't do social media, so news comes to me slowly. Uh, I heard last week's podcast. I wanted to send a note to let you know that yet another person is thinking about you and cares what happens at a pin to Massachusetts in your map of well-wishers. He also uh, sent along some book recommendations. Uh, Jay had uh, sent in a couple of recommendations, again, places to look for treatment. And Jay, I appreciate that. We're actually, I've been talking to the very people that you recommended, so I appreciate that. Um, uh, And uh, uh, Jay says, I do hope that springtime on the farm brings some smiles. I do love hearing you all on the podcast. It's like talking to family on the front porch. Oh, I love that's that. Nice. I like that. I do too. And, uh, and, and next time we might have to do this from the front porch. We we might have to. I think we can actually. We uh, need to buy a bench. I'm going to go back and get that bench. Where did you see that bench? I told you. I pointed it out. But where? It was in Richmond at, oh, that, at that antique, antique place? store. Not that the second to? one that was overpriced, but the first one that was, that was a big long kind of churchy almost pew. Almost a bench. church pew. Yeah. I it was want big one of long. Those. I don't know where would how would get our front porch. Truck. It was too big for the truck bed, though. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No, you put it in, yeah. and then you put a bungee cord around oh, the back to keep okay. it from going anywhere. Or a, or a, or a, what are those? You guys can help me out. But the the ratchet strap system, hmm. either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, all right, James in Colorado, writing in, says, "Happy Monday, Missy." Guess I'm just now chopped liver. To That's James. okay. Uh, James says, I hope Easter weekend with your family was fun and relaxing, although I gather relaxing is a relative term when you're running a farm. The critters don't take a day off, and you have lots of recent additions. And I have to bake. Yeah, but she did get to sleep in on Saturday, James. I slept so. in on Saturday. There go. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having mic stand issues. The yeah, mic not- stand issues for uh, Missy here. We'll get it set up. Don't worry. Your mic is down until okay. you're ready to go. Okay. We'll bring you back up now here. Um... Yeah, so I slept in late, but I still made Siddick with Kid 5, and she had wanted to learn how to make Siddick. Um, it's two ingredients, but it's it's the look. It's the steps and the stages of how the product goes through the cooking process. Like, it's two ingredients, but you could seriously mess it up. Unless you're some other weird Ukrainian, because I was telling you earlier about the whole, like, weird... The, the, the totally the not like recipe our, that you're used to. Yeah. And I was just like, you're not real. That's kind of weird. Because <laughs> there's sugar in it. Sugar and they whip right? the, they okay. whip the okay. eggs together so explain. completely. Siddick is, is basically okay. an egg. Let me, let me explain it a little bit. Siddick is basically an egg cheese, right? It's a Ukrainian egg cheese. So it is simply egg and milk. Whole milk. Whole milk. And then you, but it's a matter of stirring it very slowly over a long period of yeah. time so that it so, kind of. And you coagulates. Have, yeah. Well, so what happens is is so okay. So it's it's fourteen eggs and a quart of milk. Put the milk in first, but you have to poke exactly according to Chuchi Pearl one hole in every yolk so that it's not all the same color. It okay. slowly comes out of the yolks. Okay. And you're stirring over really low heat for a really long time. You're stirring so long and for so slow that. There is a spoon that my Chachi Pearl had that she used when she made Siddick that my great-grandmother used to make Siddick. This is her mother-in-law. Okay. And I am i don't know where the recipe came from because other Ukrainian people make it differently. Other Polish people make it differently. It seems like everybody has their version of Siddick and everyone has their name for it. Okay. But there's a spoon that my Chachi Pearl had that... Is been was used for so long to make Siddick that 
instead of it being rounded, yeah. there's a definite right-handed <laughs> dent in the spoon. Like, it's been worn down okay. for so many years of being used for the Siddick spoon. Well, what and was I, cool is that this year, you... I got to use the Siddick spoon. You got to make Siddick But this year, daughter. I got to do it with, um, yeah, Kid 5, because she likes Siddick, and she wanted to learn how to make it. Yeah. So, she... She did the stirring. But that's kind of cool because you got to pass along a you know a cooking tradition, and I know that you like to do that with our kids. I so do. It was nice that she exhibited an interest, and it was nice you guys got to have that moment. Anyway. And I, I tried to put together a video tutorial for my oldest kid, um, but I think the next time she comes to visit, we'll just go ahead. We'll have to go ahead and make it too because yeah. she, she didn't have any interest way back in the day. So, but now she, I bet she would. Anyway, oh, uh, uh, James and his wife Denise um, also send along their very best wishes. Uh, they've been in touch with family in Northern Virginia who are in the healthcare profession, so they're looking for trials for us. And again, I appreciate all of that. Um, as, please, you know, send along any information, but know that uh, we are in the process right now. So we're 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 we're, we're yeah. We left the doctor's office Friday morning with the bad news, and you started immediately calling about trials. I did. I, did. I was in shock, and I was just like, I don't even know. So, yeah, uh, well, I'm I, glad you took the lead. But now I'm like, I'm going to my appointments going, what am I saying? What do I do? What am I going to do? Where am I going? What's going on? I know. But you got this. I got, I got this. You got this. And in the meantime, thank you for getting us uh, and thank you for listening and thank you for being here and thank you for emailing and, and being a part of our lives. You are so greatly appreciated. And, um, and again, we, uh, we really, really thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for being weird like us. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. If you're listening to us, y'all are weird. Yeah. And weird is a good thing. In a, in, a, in a very good way. I like weird. Yeah. We're good weird. I've always been weird. You have been. It's just like the other, uh, there was a few weeks ago when you were having a not so great moment and you just, you said, uh, I just want to be normal. I know. Oh no. I know. I told this to so many people. I was crying and I'm just like, my I'm bald. My face is weirdly intermittently bruising in places. So I look like a battered wife. And all I told him was, I, and with this chemo and this chemistry and all this crap that's going on in my body, I just, I, I turned to my husband and I said to him, imploringly, I just want to be normal. And he whispered lovingly back into my ear, you never were. <laughs> I laughed my butt off. So that's why I love you so much. Because you always keep me honest and you always keep me amused sometimes my my role is to sit there and listen and let you vent and sometimes my role is to make you laugh and to get you out of your funk and i love you i love you and we love you as well again thank you so much for being a part of this program have a wonderful week especially putting up with our sentimentality sentimentality crap yeah next all time blah, next blah, time we'll you know thump our chest and do all kinds of stuff. We'll have more baby goats actually to talk about uh, next time. Maybe right? we'll bring one so they can go. Oh, meep, let's do that into the microphone. All God, right. they're annoying. We'll try. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll just share more um, video footage at um, Corny Goat Farm on Facebook and Corny Goat Farm on Instagram and Cam Edwards on Twitter. All right, so be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot, make something, and we'll see you here soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from Blaze Podcast Network. Mwah. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 